Hello and welcome. You are listening to Patrick Boyle on Finance, a podcast exploring ideas from quantitative finance, examining events occurring in markets right now and financial history to see what lessons can be taken away, including interviews with some of the most interesting people in the world of finance. To learn more about the podcast, visit onfinance.org. The SEC announced charges earlier this week against eight social media influencers in a $100 million securities fraud scheme, where these influencers are accused of using Twitter and Discord to manipulate exchange-traded stocks. There are federal criminal charges being brought against them in Texas, too. Seven of the accused influencers promoted themselves as successful traders on social media, cultivating hundreds of thousands of followers. I know what you're asking. How did these accused, but innocent until proven guilty, fraudsters attract hundreds of thousands of followers to scam? Well, let's look at their names. We've got Perry, Edward, Thomas, Gary, Mitchell, Stefan, and John. They're all guys, so there can only be one way. There'll be pictures of cars, right? That's it, right in the SEC complaint, pictures of cars. And not just cars, the worst kind of influencer cars, wrapped cars. I don't know what it is about fraud victims, but they love a car with a gaudy wrap. Look at that, a McLaren long-tailed 765. Here's a quick tip. If you're going to be ripped off with investment advice from an influencer, be wary of investment advice from anyone who owns a McLaren. Nothing depreciates like a McLaren. I mean, technically they're fast cars, but they're always broken down. You'll never get anywhere quickly because you have to keep pulling over to pick up the bits that fell off on the side of the road. And look at that. He had his garage wrapped to match the car. That's a man with some spare time. So who have we got next? Zach Morris, and he has a Ferrari F8, a sensible, reliable car. And he says, treat yourself. He's verified on Twitter too. But the SEC says that Zach Morris is not his real name. His real name is Edward. I guess that the verification thing doesn't actually mean that much. But he is a man who'll spend eight bucks on pretty much anything. Isn't Zach Morris the the blonde guy from Saved by the Bell? I'm only so surprised. I never trusted him with his Motorola Dynatac. If you had a Dynatac in high school, there's no real path for you other than internet stock grifter. I guess he did turn out better than Screech, if nothing else. So who's next? The Stock Sniper. Do you think these guys' friends call them by these online names? Like, yeah, I'm just going out for a quick coffee with... The Stock Sniper. Well, the Stock Sniper has a Lambo, an Aventador. Look at that with the correct doors and everything. Long-time channel viewers know that I frown upon the Lamborghini Urus as no self-respecting stalker crypto scammer is driving around in an SUV like a soccer mom. A Urus is for one of those dads with a YouTube family channel where he dresses all in Gucci and makes videos dropping his embarrassed child off at school while he revs the engine in the parking lot trying to be noticed. 
That's usually the first Eurus video. A few weeks later, there'll be a much more popular video showing it being repossessed. And eventually, all of his videos will have police mugshots as the thumbnails with varying levels of bruising. That's just what you're signing up for when you buy a Lamborghini Urus. And it's, it's worth thinking about that before making that decision. Anyhow, this is a finance channel. So the SEC alleges that the seven defendants, when not busy replacing the broken suspension components on their McLarens or wrapping their garages, purchased certain stocks and then encouraged their followers to buy the same stocks by posting price targets or indicating they were buying, holding or adding to their stock positions. There's no mention of rocket emojis anywhere in the complaint, but I think we all know that rocket emojis will have been involved because guys like this basically communicate with emojis. The complaint says that when the share prices rose in the promoted securities, the influencers regularly sold their shares without ever having disclosed their plans to dump the securities while they were promoting them. I mean, that's a betrayal, isn't it? Who would have suspected that pumping and dumping and without disclosing that you're pumping and dumping? I mean, if you can't trust a stock sniper, the guy from Saved by the Bell and a guy with a wrapped McLaren in a wrapped garage, who can you trust? But wait, that's just seven people. What did number eight do? Well, the SEC complaint says that they were aided and abetted by Daniel Knight. It's not the guy from Knight Rider, is it? No? Oh, okay. Well, he co-hosted a popular stock trading podcast that promoted the other defendants as expert traders, and he provided a platform for the other defendants to deceptively promote the stocks that they intended to dump. Oh, Daniel, you could have been Joe Rogan, a celebrity podcaster, but instead you chose to be an assistant pumper. Look at yourself, Daniel. Too lazy to even pump and dump yourself. Did Daniel even have a criminal nickname? Yes, Daniel was known as the Deity of Dips. And the podcast? It's called Pennies Going In Raw. Come on, Daniel. Going in raw? Does your mom know about this podcast, Daniel? Well, let's look it up. Is it, is it popular? Well, it's number 163 for finance in Norway and number 51 for finance in Japan. And the reviews seem to mostly say that they are frauds and going to jail, which is not good. It's, it's not what you want to see in a podcast review. There is one five-star review here, but it seems to quote Yoda from the children's movie Star Wars. I don't actually know what Yoda is. It looks like some sort of a big-eared slug. Yeah, I mean, if you saw that thing in your back garden, you'd hit it with a shovel, right? But anyhow, it seems to like the Going In Raw podcast. I don't mean to boast, but my podcast is number one for finance in Liberia and the number three finance podcast in Ireland. I can't seem to beat Joe Wiesenthal in Ireland, but no one's even heard of him in Liberia. I'm probably a huge celebrity there, kind of like the Beatles. I probably probably couldn't even go to Liberia because I'd be mobbed by people. I wouldn't be safe there at all. Anyhow, there's also a YouTube channel, and that's run by Tommy Coops and Mystic Mac, and it's called the Goblin Gang. Hold on, is, is Yoda a goblin? I don't know, but... 
if he is, I'd like to be clear that I wasn't threatening to hit either of these guys with a shovel earlier. Uh, but equally, I think it would be in my rights if I found them lurking in my back garden. I don't know much about these things at all, though, and there's no reason that I would expect to come across a Yoda or YouTubers in my back garden, or, or a gang of Yodas either. Uh, I've got to stop reading these SEC complaints. Look, just to be clear, no goblins or goblin YouTubers were harmed in the making of this video. I should, should be very clear about that. Why are there so many children's characters involved in financial crime this year? If it's not Harry Potter or Wood Nymphs, it's Yoda or Kevin O'Leary. Sorry, wait, I've been told that Kevin O'Leary is not a children's TV host. Are you sure of that? Okay, you're saying that adults watch him. By choice? All right, whatever people like. Anyhow... The Goblin Gang on YouTube is described as two multi-millionaire day traders filming their lives for the internet to see. Okay, so let's take a look. So they've got videos with names like We Became DJs in South Korea! Exclamation mark, and Trying the Most Expensive Food in LA. And in the picture he's holding a slice of pizza. I mean, maybe he ripped off people with stock advice, but that pizza guy must have really seen him coming. Oh wait, I know what happened. He'll have driven there in his McLaren, the pizza cost $5, and then he lost 50 grand in depreciation, towing bills, and repair costs. It makes sense. It would, would in truth, be an expensive meal. Oh, and what's this one? I sold his McLaren for a smart car. That's one of their video titles. Yo, know, I guess that is depreciation for you. You shouldn't have bought a McLaren, you goblin. Another thing, why is this guy's mouth open in every thumbnail? Is he yawning? I don't know, maybe it's a goblin thing. But here, here's a little tip. Don't take financial advice from a guy whose mouth is constantly hanging open in surprise. It's just a, it's a bad sign. It worries me that some of the people watching this video might subscribe to the goblin gang. And if that's true... You should be ashamed of yourselves, and that's really all I have to say on that topic. Anyhow, if there are two main characteristics to a good SEC pump-and-dump scheme complaint, there's the here-in-my-garage component, where the crook, sorry, alleged crook, shows the marks that he has a nice car. Here outside my garage, just bought this new Lamborghini. And there are the messages that go into evidence afterwards. So the things they said in public... PJ Matlock said on Twitter, I'll never get sick of pumping money into my followers' bank accounts. Let's all get rich. So there you go, pumping, but no mention of dumping. Then we have a guy called Deal, uh, which is some sort of a nickname, I think. And he says, I buy stocks that I think have a good chart and good news. That's how I always play it. I mean, come on, Deal. You've given your entire system away there in one tweet. Now anyone can buy stocks with a good chart and good news. There's no need to join your Discord or listen to your Going In Raw podcast. I should probably stop saying the name of that podcast as I'll get demonetized on YouTube. On paper, these are hardly the most convincing stock pitches that I've ever heard. They wouldn't convince many people on their own. But... When combined with a picture of a man with his mouth wide open next to a wrapped McLaren, who could resist handing over their savings?
Oh, and there's the not financial advice bit as well. A good pumper and dumper always includes that. This guy called Matlock says, haters mad to see anyone winning and come out if the stock be down 3%. All I post is information about it. And I think that means this is not financial advice. These guys aren't exactly eloquent. The SEC complaint points out that the defendants included disclaimers on their Twitter accounts that they were not providing stock recommendations or financial advice, but that they still expected their followers to act on their tweets. Constantin in the Going In Raw podcast said, I understand that if I call something, you know, everybody and their mom is going to buy. And I guess there is some truth to that if by everyone you mean the people in Norway not listening to the 162 other bigger finance podcasters at that time. But yeah, they clearly thought of their not financial advice as being financial advice to be acted upon. Of course, the SEC also have their private messages in which they discuss the pumping and also the dumping. And they go on and on about how dumb they think their followers are. And I'm actually not going to read that stuff out to you because between the grammar, the punctuation and the spelling, it's it's unintelligible. But they don't think very highly of their audience. I feel a lot of sympathy for the SEC agent who had to read through all of this and who was also probably required to watch their goblin videos and listening to their going in raw podcast. The SEC complaint says that all of this bad grammar combined with images of wrapped cars resulted in fraudulent profits of around $100 million. Joseph Sansone, chief of the SEC Enforcement Division's Market Abuse Unit, told the press that today's action exposes the true motivation of these alleged fraudsters and serves as another warning that investors should be wary of unsolicited advice that they encounter online. And that is true. Social media is filled with scammers pitching easy money schemes, and it's good to hear that law enforcement are paying some attention. The SEC warns on their website that fraudsters may disseminate false information anonymously or while pretending to be someone else. They may make up credentials, create entirely fake profiles, or impersonate legitimate sources. They point out that it can be difficult to track down who is behind a social media account and anonymity can make it harder for fraudsters to be held accountable. They also warn about testimonials and celebrity endorsements that fraudsters sometimes pay actors, social media influencers and celebrities to tout an investment on social media. We've seen a lot of that over the last year or two. I'd advise people to steer well clear of anyone selling an online course on how to become rich, anyone pitching stocks, cryptocurrencies or passive income. These things don't tend to work out awfully well. The fraudulent live streaming day traders tell you that they're trading live with a five minute time lag and then they buy a thinly traded stock right before it goes up. The reason it goes up is that all of their followers all bought the same stock five minutes later when the video reached them. The trader then gets to dump their stock into that spike and their audience only sees this happening when it's too late. 
Anyone who's looked at the comment section of pretty much any YouTube video will see hundreds of scam comments written by people either pretending to be the host of the channel or impersonating other well-known people. They try to lure victims into private conversations where they pitch some fraudulent investment scheme. There are the fake conversations held between dozens of bot accounts, all talking about how some trusted advisor made them rich. Recently, there have been the Amazon crypto scams, where often 200 comments or more come in within minutes of each other, pitching some made-up Amazon-backed cryptocurrency. Coffeezilla, James Janney and The Plain Bagel have all made videos explaining how these scams work, and Coffeezilla's channel is the best one on YouTube for exposing not just the con men, but exactly what they do so that you can spot it for yourself. I have a few moderators and some software that helps me delete and block the scam comments in my channel as quickly as I can, but it's quite a bit of work and quite a few still slip through the cracks. Amusingly, a viewer told me how they were at first tricked by one of the scam comments a little while ago and ended up texting with someone who claimed to be me. They asked the scammer some questions about the video they had just watched, and instead of answering the questions, the scammer kept asking them if they wanted to be entered into a giveaway for a PlayStation. Uh, they quickly worked out what was going on. There's obviously a certain amount of humour that can be found in some of these stories, but these scammers wouldn't waste their time doing all of this stuff if it didn't actually work. And as ridiculous as all of this stuff seems, these eight guys managed to steal a hundred million dollars, and they'll have ruined many lives in the process. Now, I've heard, but I don't know if this is true or not, that the SEC are investigating many of the influencers who claim to not be giving financial advice, but then charge for investing or passive income courses, where they then pass out unlicensed financial advice to their course members. Many of these people have no actual experience in the world of finance and no real knowledge to share. Even if they gave the best advice that they could, it can still be very harmful to their audience. As this week's news shows you, some of them are just pump and dump schemes designed specifically to rip people off. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Have a great week and talk to you again soon. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted. Thank you to everyone who is supporting this content on Patreon. If you enjoyed this content, you can find more like it on YouTube, on the Patrick Boyle on Finance channel, or follow us on Twitter at Patrick E. Boyle. Thanks for listening. Bye.